0: Welcome to Great Loop Radio, brought to you by America's Great Loop Cruisers Association. We're dedicated to sharing Great Loop information and inspiration with those actively cruising, planning for, or dreaming about a Great Loop adventure. I'm Kim Russo. I'm the director of AGLCA, and today we are going to update you on some of the happenings here because we've got a lot going on with the Great Loop and with AGLCA. So Karen Nettles from the Homeport crew will be back once again to help me walk you through all of those things. Before we do that, I wanna take a moment, as I always do, to recognize and thank our Admiral sponsors who support AGLCA at the highest level. They are Curtis Stokes & Associates, Passage Maker Trawler Fest, Skipper Bob Publications, and Waterway Guide Media. As always, we encourage our listeners and viewers to support these businesses that support The Great Loop. One other kind of plug before we really jump in, we've been doing this podcast now for over 10 years. which makes it challenging sometimes to come up with new topics. So that is the hardest thing about producing this. Uh, We would love for those of you who enjoy this podcast to let us know what you'd like to hear about. We've done a lot of topics over those 10 years. We've repeated some because things of course do change, Um, but reach out, tell us what you'd like to have us record here for the podcast for you. You can send an email to podcast at greatloop.org. That'll come directly to me and we'll see what we can get scheduled. So thank you for that help. That would make my life a lot easier if I had some suggestions coming in. So we would appreciate that. So jumping in now, Karen Nittles from the Home Poor Crew. Thanks for joining me again to walk us through some of the things going on here with AGLCA. It's been a busy time for sure.
1: Yeah, certainly. And I'm always glad to join in on the podcast and share with everyone what's going on in AGLCA. So look forward to discussing what we have, what's going on now. Yeah. Um,
0: and we've been know. pretty much, you know, the whole team full throttle since the uh, fall rendezvous. Um, you know, the days leading up to that are always busy, and it was a new location. Um, and we rolled right from that into launching the, our website on a new platform. So it, it's been a bit of a challenge.
1: Right. And certainly, and, and uh, I'm hopefully the members are pleased with what's going on. So why don't we just dive right in? And why don't you tell us why we launched a new website?
0: Yeah. So if you've been a member for a little while, um, you remember that... Back in uh, mid-2020, no, I'm probably wrong there. Mid-2021, we launched our website on a new platform. Uh, The platform was not what we had hoped, didn't really come through with all of the features that were expected. Um, And it became pretty quickly apparent that another change was going to be necessary. Our overarching goal is to have a long-term platform partner that has the features that we want for our members. um, Because as a membership organization, If we can remain on one platform for an extended period of time, the history builds there. Members can see all their transactions. They can see the details of the events they visited. So we were really um, not pleased to have to be going through another transition. But the good news is the new platform is very well suited to us. It's a much better platform than the last one. And it's allowed us to already introduce some new features and benefits and organize the vast amount of content that is on the website. So that was the main reason. Um, just to make sure we were on the best long-term platform that we could find for the organization's needs. And we think we've got it now.
1: Yeah, it seems to be so. And you just mentioned some of the things that were greatly improved. And one of those is the the loop segment on the website. So can you tell us a little, about, a little bit about the improvements that have occurred there?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, for a long time, one of the most active areas on our website is our members only discussion forum so if you're not a member and haven't had the opportunity to check that out because the loop is somewhat seasonal um, a lot of people do it over the course of one year so that they're in the great lakes in the summer in the southern reaches in the winter and in between you know basically following the warm weather around the loop so it's a pretty seasonal trip and because of that you know, as everyone approaches Florida, some topics are repeated in our forum every year, almost like clockwork. Um, as people approach Canada, the same thing happens. And we had been for a long time looking for a better way to organize that seasonal information that you need at a certain time. And on the previous site, we started with a knowledge base, um, but it still didn't make it super easy for people to know what they needed to find. So I'll use the example. I am um, just arrived here in Florida yesterday. Um, if you plan to stay in Florida for more than three months, you need a temporary registration, um, also known as a sojourner's permit. And that would come up frequently in the forum. And I think um, you know, people would remember, oh, it's I'm in Florida, I need to go find that. And they'd search for it on the forum. But as time goes by, people don't even know to look for that. So the segments area, one of the things that we've added to that and are continuing to build out is for each segment, there is an area that gives uh, special skills and considerations that you should look at as you're planning for and getting ready to do that segment. So the information on the Florida Sojourner's Permit or temporary registration is right there in the Gulf Coast segment. Most loopers are heading um, counterclockwise. So they're entering Florida on the panhandle along the Gulf Coast. So as you start the Gulf Coast segment, if you look at those special considerations, you will see, uh, here's the details for the sojourner's permit. Similarly, as you enter Canada, there's information uh, under the special considerations on what you need for Canada. So it'll talk about uh, the procedures for crossing the border and and checking in. Um, It covers things like the courtesy flag, which kind of became a, a little bit of an issue this year because with the Canadian US border closed for a few years when, U.S. citizens started to cross into Canada, some of that institutional knowledge of loopers about the the courtesy flag I think was lost and a lot of people didn't realize that uh, boating etiquette says that you should fly that flag. So that's right there in the Canada segment. Um, So we're really working to put the resources you need that you may not even know you need into those segment areas. So that as you're getting ready to start the next segment, you can just go to that page and see what you need to know with links to the resources. Um, But it goes even deeper than that, because as I've been working on my loop, some of you may have seen um, the route cruising information videos that are basically a flyover view of the route itself. So each segment of the great loop is broken down into individual legs. Now, I hesitate on this a little bit because there are probably an infinite number of combinations that you can put together to develop an itinerary for the great loop. Um, This is just one example, one representation. It doesn't mean that these are the stops you need to make or even that you should make, um, but essentially for just about the whole route at this point, it follows my track, my stops. Um, So it, it gives the leg, it gives a brief description of what you'll encounter on the leg, and then it gives links to that flyover video so you can get a Google Earth view of what that area is like and see some of the challenges. It's amazing that in some places you can actually see the low water um from that google earth view there's been several times we went wow i wish i had seen that before <laughs> we cruised it would have made it a little easier thankfully you all can see that um so you have a link right there for each leg to that flyover video you'll also have a link to our gpx tracks and if you're not familiar with that most tablet navigation creates a gpx file which is a navigational file it's exactly what i use to draw that path on the google earth view and most tablet navigation, aquamaps, navionics can import a GPX file, so you can use that for planning. I am not recommending that you use those GPX files to navigate the Great Loop. It's just another data point for planning. Now, our boat draws about four feet. Yours may draw six. Um, some of the areas we went, I know people ran aground this year very close to that. We may have been lucky in those circumstances, and you know the, the waterways can shift, the silting can shift. It's just another data point. But it's very helpful for those who are exploring the route and trying to make decisions where there's some of the route choices so that's available to you right there for each leg and then some other things that are in the segments area now are links to all of the resources we have for that segment so any podcasts that pertain to that segment any other videos any webinars um, any great loop link articles are all linked right to that segment information. So it really does a great job of merging all of the content specific to that area to your needs. And we just encourage that members visit the segment area frequently while planning, but then visit again as you're getting ready to start that segment while you're on the great loop.
1: Yeah, and certainly the members are going to benefit from that great organization that we're able to pull together for the members to see all that on the front end. I know one of the other areas that needed improvement were the classified ads. So can you tell us how that works now on the new site?
0: Yes, absolutely. The classified ads were um, kind of a thorn in our side for the entire time we were on our previous platform. Um, the, the platform didn't really come through on the ability to add the classified ads. So they remained on a different platform. They required a different uh, username and password to log in. It was really a headache for uh, Julie at the Homeport crew who dealt with all of those us- usernames and passwords and also for our members. So that has now been integrated into the site, same username and password. The classified ads are still publicly available. So anyone can go in and look at the classified ads. Only members can place one. And if you are logged in to the site as a member, you will see if you just hit the classified ads page, which is on the shop menu, you will see a button right there to place your own ad. So it's just made the whole thing a lot more seamless. Um, and it has a much better look and feel as the entire site actually does. Um, but it's really just kind of brought everything together in one place and made it easier for members to be able to post those classified ads and to find what they're looking for with the search features there as well.
1: Right, and that's great just to be right there on the site and not have to go to a separate platform.
0: Mm -hmm, Uh, Another place,
1: right, and another place that we have great organization is the resource library now. So do you want to tell us a little about that?
0: Yeah, the resource library um, is kind of a new creation. Most of the content was there. It was just much harder to find. So this site allows us to tag each and every resource. So we are tagging them by the type of resource, whether it's a podcast, whether it is an external link, um, whether it's a video. Uh, whether it's a news article, whether it's a checklist or procedure. Um, so when you go to the resource library, you'll see those types of resources and you can filter um, if you're only looking for podcasts, so you can tap that. Um, but then there's also a topic tag. So if you are only looking for podcasts that pertain to anchoring, anchoring is one of the topics and you can, you can filter down very quickly to that. I think it also allows people to see what's available to them that um, before was a little bit more buried. So we have a whole series of checklists and procedures uh, that some of our members have submitted that you can download to your own device and edit so that they are usable with detailed procedures for your own boat on how to handle an emergency, how to handle a coast Guard boarding, um, how to run inlets. But it's all ta- most of what we provide is you know not in an editable format, but these particular resources are because they're made for you to be able to tailor them to your needs on your boat. Um, so basically, it just makes all that easier to find. Um, it makes the search function on the site, the entire site, a little bit more powerful because it can access all of those. But just going to the information menu and going to the resource library opens up a world of content that you was mostly always there. Some of it's new, but it was mostly always there, but it's much more challenging to find. So we encourage our members to poke around in that resource library and um, see all of the, the valuable details there that they can now easily access.
1: Yeah, so certainly it's worth their while to go and explore the new site and see what's all there. And like I said, the powerful search tool that's there and what they can find that they may not have been able to previously find on the the old site for sure. Yeah,
0: exactly. Let's go ahead and take a break and play a message from a sponsor. Um, You know, I think that pretty well covers some of the benefits of the website. um, And we'll leave people to explore that on their own. The website is greatloop.org if you're not a member and have not visited before. There's a lot of information there for non-members as well. So uh, greatloop.org is our website. We'll play a message from a sponsor when we come back. I kind of want to update everyone on the event status. As you all know, we had been planning a winter rendezvous in Fort Myers. And of course, Hurricane Ian has had a, a big effect on that entire area, but also on what we're doing with the event. So we'll be back in a moment. This is the United States Coast Guard, San Francisco Roger.
1: At Twin Rivers Marine Insurance, our customers' personal insurance needs are first and foremost. I'm Gary Claussen. Our goal here at Twin Rivers Marine Insurance is to instill a sense of reliability, trust, and confidence in our clients. As marine insurance specialists, we have the ability to shop the market and offer the most comprehensive policy for the most competitive price. Our customer service and attention to detail is second to none. Visit us at boatinsuranceonly.com.
0: We're back on Great Loop Radio. You're with the Homeport crew today, and Karen and I are discussing some of the, um, just giving you an update on some of the happenings with AGLCA, and as I said right before the break, Hurricane Ian um, has devastated southwest Florida, uh, particularly the boating community in southwest Florida, and our winter, our second annual winter rendezvous was planned for Fort Myers in late January um, since, uh, it's, it's, I guess it's going on six or seven weeks um, since Hurricane Ian made landfall there. Um, and we have finally been able to work with the facility to put together kind of an alternate plan to a winter rendezvous. So um, what do we need to get out there as far as information, Karen?
1: Oh, why don't we start with what uh, how how this event has changed and morphed into something else because we can't have the winter rendezvous. Why don't we start there and what it yes. is going to be?
0: And we kind of debated whether we could still, you know, hold a typical rendezvous. Um, And it really came down to the answer was no. Our rendezvous always include current loopers and they always include a looper crawl with absolutely no dockage available in downtown Fort Myers, which is where the facility is. um, It just couldn't be a rendezvous in the sense that we have all come to know and love rendezvous. Um, So we have decided to go back to a different type of event that we have done in Fort Myers several times before before we actually started a winter rendezvous a couple, just last year. Um, so this kind of goes back to the pre-pandemic days before, you know, before the shutdowns for that. Um, we used to do a Looperpalooza event, which is what we have named it. And we're going back to that for the 2023 January event.
1: Okay, well, can you tell us a little bit what entails a Looperpalooza?
0: Yeah. <laughs> there, like I
1: said, since it's been a few years, we probably have some new members and new listeners that have no clue what a Looperpalooza is.
0: Exactly, and the name does not really tell you what it is, um, but it is a combination of three different events kind of rolled into one. So there's um, three different tracks, let's say, and you can register for individual tracks. Um One is our, what is the long title, is Great Loop Cruising, a Guide to the Looper Lifestyle Seminar. We hold those a few times a year in different areas of the country, and that is one of the tracks for Looper Palooza. It is basically designed for people who are fairly new to the idea of the Great Loop, maybe aren't even 100% sure if the Great Loop is for them. It's kind of a great fact-finding mission for people early in the process. The agenda is generally a day and a half, and it is for this event as well. Um, The first day, we'll be covering some information on planning for the Great Loop um, topics like an overview of the route, um, anchoring, marine electronics, um, basics of navigation, that type of um, early in the process content. The second day, the morning, will be um, information on how to find and buy your Great Loop boat, how to get financing if that's how you plan to proceed. And an update on the insurance market, which is one of the biz- biggest obstacles right now for buying a boat if you don't have a lot of boat ownership experience. Um, that's typically the entire agenda for a Looper Lifestyle seminar. Um, but this for this event, there will also be a ninety-minute roundtable session where we'll have a variety of topics for the attendees to, um, you know, probably three or four chances in that ninety minutes to rotate and go to the roundtable for different topics and then lunch on the second day is um a joint lunch with the entire looper palooza uh registration list everybody's welcome to the 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 lunch this one of the lunches um and that is also part of our gold looper reunion so that's the chance to mix and mingle with some gold loopers hear a little bit more about their great loop um ask questions get advice et cetera. so that is the looper lifestyle seminar track it runs um from the event is Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, January 23rd, 24th, and 25th. So the Looper lifestyle track runs from um, Monday, January 23rd, first thing in the morning, um, wraps up with a reception about six o'clock, dinner's on your own, lunch is included. And then on the second day, it's uh, from the morning until about 2 p.m. when the lunch is expected to wrap up. So it's um, a little bit more than a day and a half uh, with some extra sessions that you would not normally have at a Looper Lifestyle.
1: Yeah, so it sounds like they're gonna get some, some bonus stuff that will certainly be beneficial. So yeah. we also know you mentioned there's tracks. So we know that it, in addition to the looper lifestyle, there's also a route briefing track. So can you yes. tell us a little bit about that track and agenda?
0: Yeah, so I, I started to explain that there were three tracks and there's a little bit something for everyone, regardless of wh- where you are in your great loop journey, so to speak. So the route briefing is typically meant for um, people a little bit further in the planning process, who know that they're heading out on the loop, you know, within the next year or so. Um, I say that that's kind of who we aim it for. Anyone is welcome to register for any of the tracks. Um, So keep that in mind. But the route briefing will give you detailed um, navigation, suggested places to stop, um, you know, favorite anchorages, favorite marinas, favorite restaurants, things to see and do on the route. And we will take you from Fort Myers, where we will be. Um, around through the Keys and up to Norfolk, Virginia, which is the site of the uh, spring rendezvous for AGLCA. So it covers that portion of the route. It's probably, you know, when all is said and done, about a third of the route in a uh, very, very high level detail um, or maybe that's low level detail, lots of details. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in addition to that part of the route, we will have speakers covering a side trip to the Bahamas And a side trip on the Down East Loop, which is another loop you can do um, that kind of uh, runs around New England, up through Canada um, and off the coast of of New England. So if that's something that interests you, um, those side trips are also included. So that track starts at lunchtime on the Tuesday, the middle day. So it starts at noon on January 24th, runs until just before the reception. Um, The reception that evening is just for Gold loopers. So it runs that afternoon. You get the lunch and two of the seminars uh, the afternoon of the 24th, and then it's the full day on the 25th. So again, two lunches included with that one um, and a reception on the 25th, which is when the event wraps up.
1: Okay, and so we certainly didn't get forget about our Gold Loopers. Those that have completed, we have the Gold Looper Reunion that's also a track. So can you tell us a little bit about that and that yeah. agenda?
0: Yeah, the Gold Looper Reunion is for anyone who has completed the entire Great Loop Route um, This was actually the very first event we held in Fort Myers. What started out as just a Gold Looper reunion because Fort Myers has always been a favorite spot for loopers. And and many loopers have settled there either in their boats or on land after they finished the loop. Um, So the Gold Looper reunion, um, the Gold Loopers are welcome to come to the roundtables starting, I believe it's at uh, 1030 on Tuesday, the 24th. we will have some round table topics that are meant for gold loopers, you know, things like what's next after the loop. Um a lot of loopers turn to RVing if they're not still boating, and then the gold loopers are also welcome of course to the lunch which is really their celebration. And then the two sessions that afternoon are the um cruising the Bahamas and cruising the down east loop, which are side trips, but they are things that many gold loopers go on to do after they have finished the loop, so there's some interest among them in that session. And then there's a reception that evening just for the gold loopers. So um, it's just a, a little celebration of them. And uh, I really feel like um, bringing this to, event to Fort Myers was kind of important to the home port crew. Um, the area is just so devastated, particularly the boating community. We, um, I have lost count of the number of looper boats that were lost to Ian. and uh, But the downtown Fort Myers area, aside from dockage is really recovering. But the whole area is still in need of a lot. And we checked in with the Chamber of Commerce, um, with the Visitors Bureau, you know, would it be too soon for an event of this size? And the message we heard loud and clear from everyone we checked with was that the best thing we can do is bring an event to Fort Myers right now. Um, It's going to help to keep some of the hospitality workers employed if people are coming to Fort Myers. Um, And I think it's really just a way to show support to the community that. Loopers really love. So rather than canceling the event or going virtual or moving somewhere else, um, we just really felt strongly that this was our way to give a little bit back to a community that has, you know, had open arms for Loopers for so many years. So we're really hopeful that uh, people will embrace that idea and join us in Fort Myers.
1: Well, loopers are very generous and and have that community spirit and want to do what they can to support each other. So I'm sure that we'll have people that will look forward to registering for this event. Now, we just went over that there's three separate tracks, but is there opportunity for people from the various tracks to to mingle with one another at any point?
0: The biggest opportunity to mix and mingle is going to be the lunch on the middle day, which is Tuesday, the 24th of January. Um, it's a two hour lunch, as I said, it's kind of a celebration of the gold loopers, they'll get a chance to introduce themselves to the rest of the group, um, but it is your opportunity to kind of mix and mingle w- among all of the different tracks so that that's the time to and, and when we have done this event in the past, um, it was before this convention center was reopened after a, um, an extensive re- um, renovation, so we were doing it in a much smaller place it was just kind of a, an event facility. And there was no room for the different tracks to ever mix. It was all very separate. And the thing we always heard loud and clear in the feedback was, we really want a chance to talk to the Gold Loopers, um, because they are like the rock stars of this event. So this facility is now reopened, um, gives us the opportunity, there's enough space to bring everybody together for that luncheon, and it's fun. It's exciting.
1: Well, good. We'll look forward to seeing everyone there. Um, can you- We've mentioned the tracks, but we haven't mentioned the cost yet. So what is the registration fee for the various tracks?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the registration fee um, for either the looper lifestyle session, which is the first half, you know, all of day one and half of day two, and also the cost for the route briefing, which is second half of day two and the third day. Um, Either of those tracks, you can register for one or the other, and it's $175 per person That includes all of the seminars, and it includes two lunches, regardless of which of those you do. Um, So that is the pricing. However, we know some of you may want to attend both. Um, So we're doing that at a discounted rate of uh, $300 per person if you want to attend both. Um, So $175 per person for either or, $300 per person for both. All of that uh, does, regardless of whether you pick one, the other, or both, If you register for this event, you will get a one-year new AGLCA membership or AGLCA membership extension, and that's for each person who registers. So if you're part of a couple who shares a membership, um, because all of our memberships are valid for two people, um, if you both register, your membership will be extended by two years since it's, it's one additional year for each person. So that's the pricing for the Looper Lifestyle or the Route Briefing. The Gold Looper Reunion, we like to keep the cost as low as we possibly can um, because we love for our Gold Loopers to stay involved and to be celebrated. Um, The cost for that, and it's a one day, you know, basically from 10 a.m. through a reception, that is $75 per person for the Gold Loopers. And that covers um, the lunch and and everything else that's part of that day. So um, I think that covers the cost.
1: Yeah, that covers all three. And so it sounds like it's it's a bargain either, either way you go, whatever track you do, there's going to be a bargain and a lot of value for for the for the money. Uh, speaking of, you know, people are probably interested in wanting to know when can they start registering for this?
0: Yes. And um, generally, we open registration for our events 90 days before they started. Um, we just simply did not have enough information about the status, whether the facility could even host an event. Um, So we're a little bit behind on this. We'll be opening registration roughly 60 days before the event actually starts. Um, Registration is opening on Tuesday, November 29th at noon Eastern time. So mark your calendars for that. That is when registration will start. Once you've registered, we will send you links to uh, hotel room blocks at three different places. Um, The facility is the um, Calusa Sound Convention Center. Um, And it is adjacent to and run by the Luminary Hotel in downtown Fort Myers. The Luminary Hotel, it's a newer hotel. It's absolutely stunning. Um, It's a great place to stay, but it is in downtown Fort Myers, um, and it comes with a pretty hefty price tag. We have negotiated what for that hotel is a really attractive rate. Um, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Karen, I think the rate is uh, $249 per night. Correct. Mm -hmm. Um, which we know we know that's a little bit more than many loopers want to spend. So um, if you choose to do that, you have the convenience of being right on site at a really beautiful hotel. But there are two other hotels nearby where we have arranged room blocks at a a little bit of a more attractive rate. Um, The general rate at the Luminary is more like 350 a night the last time I checked. So for that place, it is a great rate, but we wanted to give people a little bit more of a cost effective option as well. Um, and sadly, you know, last year we had many boats at the different marinas in downtown Fort Myers. They're just not an option this year. So we know we may not have a whole lot of current loopers who can make it there. Um, but we're hoping some of them may be nearby and willing to drive to get that route briefing that is so helpful for them. Um, and we've got many gold loopers in the area and many people, um, as I said, we're excited to bring people to Fort Myers for this event to kind of, um, help out the area a little bit if we can.
1: Yes, certainly. Um, So, where can we find out more about the event if people are wanting to find out a little more?
0: Yeah, all of the details are on our website, um, greatloop.org. Again, if um, the events are highlighted right on our homepage, but there is also an events menu there, that is where you will go for registration once it's opened on Tuesday, the 29th at noon. Um, And keep an eye on the details there. We are hoping and working to try and arrange a couple of other things just to support um, the Southwest Florida area. Um, That includes uh, a fund, perhaps, that we can have an optional add-on when you register that you can contribute a small amount to one of the relief funds there. We're working on which fund um, that may be. Um, And we're considering the idea of trying to work out a way that we can perhaps do a day of service, either the day before or the day after the event. Of course, optional. um, But as Karen had mentioned, loopers really like to help to support one another to give back. um, We're working on that. It's a little bit challenging because we don't know exactly how big the group will be. Um, We're also still talking about 60 days from now. So it's a little bit unknown what the needs might be then. And we know many of you will be planning travel around the dates of the event. So we will know one way or another by the time registration opens whether we can pull that off. Um, But we certainly would want it to be something that is meaningful and helpful and being able to plan that 60 days out because the needs are constantly changing. You know, initially when we started looking at this, what we were hearing from everyone local is that the the immediate need, the biggest need was for food. Um, and that's kind of surprising and sad in, in today's world. Um, but as we've moved, you know, now six or seven weeks out, that need has changed. And that therein lies the issue with trying to plan, you know, kind of a day of service is that it's another 60 days from now and, and where will the greatest need be? So. We're really hoping to put that together. We are working on it, uh, but keep your eyes on the website for the details. And um, if we don't have them by registration, we probably will not do it this time around because again, we know y'all are making travel plans to try and try and get to the event. So that's where we stand. I think that pretty well covers the details. Did I miss anything? I, I, no, I think you got it all. Okay, well then we will um, wrap it up there for today. Um, again, if you have an idea for a topic for our podcast, please send it to podcast at greatloop.org. Um, we would love to hear your thoughts on what might be good to cover here. And with that out of the way, Karen Nettles from the Homeport Crew, thanks for joining me again. Are you quite you welcome? To, and thank you to everyone who's watched and listened. We'll be back next week with another episode of Great Loop Radio. Until then, safe cruising.